VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Just as broke as Frank Kaminsky's ankles, it's the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. I'm your host, Don Denham. You can find me on Twitter at Don underscore Denham. With me today is my fellow Mavs fan for life, Ruben Tomas. You can find him at Reddit Mavericks. You doing all right this Sunday? I'm doing all right, but I'm not broke. Right. <laughs> I guess I was uh, kind of just assuming we all don't have money. Uh, <laughs> that's that's how it's felt uh, as a Mavericks fan. Is yes. that, like I am penniless uh but uh let's broke joining us to complete the tangential trifecta our king of the comment threads our favorite evil twin of dirk Nowitzki, aka squish 41 dick Nowitzki. how are you sir broke thank you <laughs> but okay. like but like broken broken like broken broken hearted i think we'll take that we're all uh you emotionally know, you're gonna ask me why emotionally bereft um <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. god it's been uh christian wood was right there y'all yeah. <laughs> dude. already getting to it dude god, any dude. healthy body at this point i mean it's been a slog these last four games so uh it's been an zero and four week uh for for your dallas mavericks I, I can't fucking believe that too. it's <laughs> like i don't know man like i will say that the you know, the Nuggets game was a heartbreaker. Um, I mean, like, listen, if, you know, Porter Jr. is going to go off for 30 points, I don't know who we can have. Like, listen, if Lucas has a 35-point triple-double and we still lose, it's like, all right, like, what can you do? I mean, like, our the supporting cast has been decimated by not only the COVID stuff, but it, a lot of those players are still new. I just – it's – my worst fears are coming to fruition with this season about this being the absolute asterisk season. Like there's just so many different factors of like, all right, guys are out for two weeks and they're not like allowed to be anywhere near facilities. So you're basically taking a two week like hiatus and then you're getting maybe a week of like getting back into the swing of things maybe. And then you're not even really in game shape. So it's like, it's not like you're getting rest. It's like you're recovering from a sickness depending on your symptoms. And then like, then you're out of shape to come back in for probably your next three to four games. And like, we've just had a kind of perpetual state of that with our starting rotation. Like, I, you know, I think, as much as I appreciate the effort Mesa Wundu has been putting out there, if he's out there for more than 10 minutes, we're, it's like, you're already, yeah, no. you're already yeah. done, you know? Yeah. Um, and same can be said for like, I mean, Willie Colley Stein is producing better than I ever thought he could on this team. And like, when we signed him, I'm like, all right, cool. We got another body, but like, I'm not, anti- I wasn't anticipating him playing what 30 minutes. Like, like he's playing starters minutes, but like, we can't expect a quality starting center quality out of Willie Colley Stein. Like he's just, he's never been asked to do that before. And like, he's doing the best that he can. I don't mean to put the, any of that blame on him. It's just like, that's who we're relying on. We're relying on our second string guys to like, and against one of the toughest stretches that we'll have a four game stretch of, you know, the top of the 
Western conference right now. And we're getting our asses handed to us. And it sucks to watch. Um, it sucks to watch. But I mean, what I'm hoping is that this is a, uh, we are casting iron, was it, or forging steel through the fire kind of thing where it's just, we're getting our asses handed to us. And that's what just, you know, fuels Luca to just work harder and be more dominant. Cause like he's starting to see like how, I don't know. I, but I hope it's not the the same NBA trend where it's something like a Bradley Beal situation where he's doing everything he can and they still just suck. Like, and I don't think the Mavericks are there. We're only what four games under 500 right now in a tough conference. And, and, you know, like I said, half of our starting lineup has been gone, but it's just, it has not felt great. And I'm just hoping that it's not one of those things where, uh, we get the disgruntled star that just becomes the rumor mill. Uh, like, like, I don't want Luka Doncic to be on Bleacher Report because of all the different trade ideas. I just don't want to fucking see that. Like that's that's that that is my biggest fear as a Maz fan right now. Oh, I don't <laughs> think. See, I think we said. I think we've talked about this before. I don't think we have to worry about Luka trade scenarios or Luka leaving. It's always the second big contract that you have to worry about. Right. He's he's. <laughs> He will be here for at least five more years, so I'm not sweating that. But mm-hmm. we, I don't know, we are in trouble. But we're also one of two teams that you can argue has truly been ravaged by COVID. Yeah. The like, other being the Washington Wizards, speaking of Bradley Beal. Valid point. And it's no yeah. coincidence that, you know, because the Wizards, that's been like a season-long thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh like a rotating kind of deal and they had games postponed too which yeah but it's been ugly for them we were hitting a stride when it just took four of our best players away and Mm -hmm. now they're coming back and uh just we just i don't know we're just waiting for it all to click and hoping that it does and that if it does that it actually means something but i don't know it's more peaks and valleys it's just the valleys are a little little lower than we'd like them to be right now absolutely the peaks Uh, have been quite high though too yeah this is still a team that beat the clippers by 51 points which you don't just do right um and it's still a team that had a hell of a win in denver um before covid sure that was no fluke. We really, again, we talked about this when we talked about that game, but we had that, we won that game twice. Like Jokic had a ridiculous shot to force overtime and then we pulled away, but like mm-hmm. could have beat the Bucks even without Maxi. Like it just, yeah, it's a, right. uh, it's a waiting game. Um, I think Doris Burke was talking about how we don't know who the Mavs are yet. We really don't. We haven't been able to see. The team. His team at yeah. full strength. Um, and that's going to take we, – we're probably a week or two out from having a really strong idea of where this season is headed. Right. And I don't necessarily mean that from a win-loss perspective completely, mm-hmm. but also from a roster perspective. Because right. if we get everyone back, and it's still like this. Uh-huh. We're not going to see a lot of people in town that are in town right now. So, 
Sure. Um, it's going to be interesting. What would be, I guess, I, I, I mean, we're kind of making an evaluation on something that we like, we just haven't really seen the, the actual product yet. Uh, I, I see what you're getting at though. Uh, I, I guess, I don't know what route we would like to go in that case. Like, I, is it trading for somebody that will be an immediate impact? Or do you think that we try going for, you know, mining, you know, getting better picks in the draft maybe to cut that, that would sync up, but like more young talent to sync up with Luca. Um, I mean, it, it, what, what it's where I am most concerned is KP. Um, He looks like a shell of himself out there. And I think if it weren't for COVID protocols, I don't think he would have come back as soon as he did. I think he probably would have been out another couple of weeks as far as recovery. Like yeah. he, he doesn't look like the yeah. same guy. Well, you know, we've seen, we've read this book before. Right. Um, you know, we've got a seven foot three guy who is a, 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 a jump shooter mm-hmm. coming back from a knee injury, though not as severe as before. And I will give KP this. Um, he's not shooting well, but he looks way more assertive than he did um, when he came back from the ACL tear. Sure. Because when, when he started playing last season, um, you know, he was pretty timid and even more uncertain. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it just looked totally lost. Now he doesn't look, he doesn't look lost so much as he does look like frustrated. Right. And, um, it seems to be forcing the issue and he's not really getting in a rhythm, but I think that's also being impatient and knowing the team is struggling and maybe expecting more of himself. But the other thing to consider is, you know, cause I, I just, I, I happen to be in the camp of he, his time to hit a stride will be much shorter than it was uh, first time around. Yeah. This wasn't a complete, yeah, it sucks. He tore his meniscus. It, it wasn't this. It's not the same thing. It, it right. wasn't as bad, but it's also another knee injury. So there's this. I don't know. So I'm mostly in the camp of he'll be okay and soon, because mm-hmm. it took him several months last season to get right. I mean, from February on, he was excellent last season. I, I can't. Uh, but tell- this season is like it, it's like right there because he's he's playing hard. He just doesn't have it. I think he'll get it sooner than he did, but there's also a part of me that wonders because it's another knee injury, like is his new stride still less effective? You know, how, how, how much, you know, is his 100% less than his old 100%, you know, cause every time somebody gets hurt, I feel like they slow down a little bit. I mean, Look at Demarcus Cousins. Granted, KP didn't tear his fucking Achilles, but sure, we just I don't we don't. It sucks. We just don't we don't know. Right. Um, we don't know what his best is yet. I, We've seen what we what we would like it to be, but it, it's it's weird. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect with many teams shredding their stuff. You might not be able to make a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. 
Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and even coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I can't tell what's more terrifying the box score of the last two Jazz games or Kristaps injury history, um, both of which are just a laundry list of gory details that I don't want to go over. Yeah, um, it yeah, reminds yeah. me of uh, my personal favorite serial killer, uh, Ed Gein. Um, if for those of y'all who don't know, he's basically the Martha Stewart of uh, of serial killers. He basically made furniture out of people. Um, his crime scene, like when they found his house, it's one of the most grotesque, awful lists of things. Uh, it's, it is just reading it pl- point and blank, not knowing anything about it. Like a couple things like a wastebasket made out of human skin. Dude, what um, the fuck? Skulls what? on bedposts, bowls made from human skulls, things oh, of that nature. Okay. And that's about as gross as the box score of these last two jazz games. So that's how you're that's how you're gonna put that story in. Okay. That all makes sense. I, both are just horrified. Both of them, when I'm looking down, I'm like, ah, oh, uh, oh, that doesn't look yeah. good. Oh, Oh man, I don't like reading that. And that's how I feel about consequently KP's injury history. So, um, <laughs> oh, uh, meniscus tear, uh, ACL, uh, yeah. the ankle, oh God. 30 million a year. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> 30 million a year, Jesus. Uh, yeah, the Jazz yeah. games were, were brutal. Um, it's very clear that anybody that has a good or I would even just say serviceable big man is going to just put up huge production against the Mavericks right now, just because we just don't have enough bodies. Yeah. Well, our best, our best defender has been out. That's Maxi. He's the best defender on the team period. And best three point shooter. (laughs) Um, And best three point shooter. God. Porzingis. And I don't know. I've got like multi-topic thoughts now, but I mean, one, and I get, and, and I don't know, unless he is actively like not healthy, I don't think Porzingis needs to sit out any more back to backs. I don't think we can afford that anymore. At this juncture, at, at this, this, at this juncture, yeah, harp. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know. I think as of right now, like we can't. To, he played a back to back, Once, yeah. and it was fine. Like he I didn't mean, catch on fire. I mean, like fucking I, play the guy. I think he needs to. And if it like, if you need to like restrict his minutes a little bit, go ahead and do that. You know, like, yeah, it's like, he's playing, but he's on restricted minutes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That like, makes whatever. sense. So, like, he's got to play. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, hands on deck, especially for um, out of, you know, out of being 500. So, and I'm not trying to hear this. Like, Ooh, the Knicks won the trade now, or, you know, uh, or any, people trolling me like ah, we told you so it's not that i totally believe in Kristaps porzingis and i have you know always said that the the trade we made it's worth the risk you try to get a guy like that like i get it oh sure because if he stays healthy because he's been presumably healthy it's just the resting's frustrated the lack of rhythm is frustrating but the whole team doesn't have a rhythm so who knows what the fuck's up yeah. but um that being said 
you know, in terms of roster things that we need or want to do, um, we clearly need a, a big physical body that we just don't have on the team. And we, we need to find a way to get another big somehow that can fit that role. Cause I mean, Porzingis can't, I mean, he's a great shot blocker, but I mean, he got bullied by Gobert. Mm. He, I don't know what he would have done. He may have done a better job against Aiton. I think that Aiton's not quite as, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, we clearly need more than one body because KP gets in foul trouble. Then it's just Dwight Powell, you know, yeah, flailing getting, around, getting, you know, pushed against the lockers in the hallway <laughs> until he fouls out. Like <laughs> so, so, so we can all feel a little bit better about this Porzingis trade because ultimately those draft picks didn't really amount to much, and or, or well, and the Knicks don't know what they're doing ever. But ultimately, like the three players we included in that trade was DeAndre Jordan, not playing for them anymore, West Wesley uh, Matthews, who didn't play for them and ended up winding up like as a waived free agent or whatever. And Dennis Smith Jr. I'm just reading this right now. It's like one of the top stories. It's on Kristaps Porzingis basketball reference. And this comes from this year, it seems, uh, from Hoops Rumors. Uh, uh, 131 buried on the Knicks bench guard Dennis Smith jr. Has asked the front office to send him to the G league in order to receive playing time. Fuck. That's bleak. That is how bad do you like, I mean, so like I looked into that a little bit and it turns out that he, like he requested it. He's not like being forced to, which I think shows at least like maturity from him. And I hope I I love Dennis Smith jr. Still. So like, I hope he's, fine and finds a rhythm or whatever he needs to do and comes back so i wish some other team would have just given him another chance i feel like oh yeah that's what i wanted yeah just i would have loved him go somewhere else i think it's just pretty evident that the entire organization of the Knicks just has no business developing anybody like i don't know um and i mean like they have some good like they have because he's a point guard and they have nice they have like emmanuel quickly they have some other guys there who you know are younger who you know who i think they are more you know kind of focusing on anyway so in terms of like development so i mean yeah. it's good for dennis Smith jr good for him but mm-hmm. and as we, when it comes for the when it comes to the to that trade going back it's actually apparently the trade happened two years ago today so oh, cool yeah this oh, is the yeah. anniversary this is the anniversary that makes, sense. makes it topical then <laughs> there's but, something uh, about dsj that just screams he would be like a star in china you know he just kind of screams kind of like a stefan marbury like you know yeah, I got, prime, yeah. but like goes up there and just destroys going going toe to toe with jimmer for debt <laughs> <laughs> yeah i as much the as marquee I'm, matchup i have a dennis smith jr t-shirt like i like <laughs> now granted it's because it was eight bucks on fanatics so like you know I mean, so we did. Look, he, he yeah. I mean, he was the first Mavs rookie. I was genuinely excited about for so. a long time, like in a long Until, time. Obviously, <laughs> like, didn't. Who knew Luca would come along? But no like, one knew. No one predicted. But I, I mean, like, so when it comes to, like that trade, like as of right now, like we'd be in the lottery. I think you know, I, I just for sure we'd be in the lottery. You know, and I'd see yeah, like, probably. you know, I see like Batum who does all the low light videos on Reddit and stuff like that, like. You know, he's posting like, oh, like, you know, look, we get the first pick and then we get the Mavs like pick, which falls at number four, whatever the fuck it is. And I'm like, dude, like, let them fucking like be happy now. Like if, if it down the line, like we end up like not making the playoffs and we end up giving them a lottery pick, whatever, like 
bro that's just what we did like you know like it's gonna be a light lottery pick and ultimately like i mean you can find some productive players in that but i don't know yeah. like, oh, the I, one pick they have left from the trade they think it's gonna be good now because we suck lately. We suck for yeah it, I mean, it, like, it's fun um and by fun i mean infuriate I'm, I, we're watching a lot of people jump on the bandwagon of kicking the mavs while they're down and i'm like damn this will look yeah. hilarious in a few months I mean, you know, I, I, ho- I hope it does. I hope it, I hope it's sh- uh, fruit, whatever the fuck it's called. Schrodenfreud. I hope it's like that, like, you know, shade come, 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 uh, come April, whatever, but April, May. But I mean, I mean, we'll see, man. There's still a lot of basketball left. Uh, uh, so here's how I look at it though, is like the Mavericks are eight and 12 after a really fucking tough stretch of playing, you know, the top, you know, some two, top six yeah. teams, uh, like, cause we've, we've played jazz, Phoenix and uh, the Nuggets. Nuggets. So yeah, we've played multiple times. Yeah, arguably top them. five teams, right? And in in the in the best in con- yeah. Well, yeah, in the Bucks. So, but then so ultimately, like we're eight and twelve. We are still better than one, two, three. We're still better than six uh, Eastern Conference teams, and better than the the Pelicans and the Timberwolves. Which holy shit, the Timberwolves are god awful. Like yeah, they're actually legitimately bad. Like, like that is that is rough. Wow, sorry, I just I I haven't really looked at the standings until now. I love cat. I would take them on this team, but I don't know, man. Cat, I would take them. I would take them. I would take cat. I'll I'll take him for pennies on the dollar, but I don't know that that is a uh, that is an empty stats losing team guy. If I ever saw one, like I don't know. I, that they never have coach though. Yeah, I guess, I guess yeah. Minnesota. I have a buddy that's Timberwolves fans, and their coaching yeah. is atrocious. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. It's hard to blame Cat for that. Yeah, and also the roster moves don't make any sense either. They're like, like D'Angelo Russell was just like, was that that was that the offensive answer you needed? You needed someone that was really good at mid range jump shots uh, with like three seconds left in the shot clock. Like, I don't know. Um, really great hair on that team, though. Really fun. You know, that's that's that is my <laughs> evaluation of the, the Minnesota Timberwolves is everyone's hair is very fun. Um, all right. Uh, most recent game. Um, we just got, you know, it was a close game with the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Yeah. It was, we were we were in it. We had a 15 point lead at one point in the third quarter <laughs> and we blew it. Um, and yeah, it, I, it's just a war of attrition. I think it's also just the example of when you have. You know, I mean, DeAndre Ayton's getting got 17 boards that game, and he, I mean, he was just dominant. And this is the like, this is why Chris Paul's going to be a Hall of Famer. He just can manage a game that well. That um, son of a bitch. That he's beautiful I, son of a bitch. Like fucking little piece of shit. That's State Farm insured snide little snitch. Um, but I wonder how much he made. I wonder how much he makes from those fun commercials, dude. Because annoying me. I don't on know. And off the court. Yeah. <laughs> those commercials suck. With fucking Jake from State Farm, bro. Like, uh man. Like Chris Paul just knows what to do. Like he saw that Luke was getting frustrated. Like before the second quarter, oh, yeah. I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna annoy the shit out of this dude. Quick question: Is Frank Kaminsky the Phoenix Suns Dwight Powell? Because he seems to be. About I, tweet, as... I, I tweeted this actually. Oh, did you? Great. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> because I have a friend who like he's a Suns fan and we're cool, but after games like he'll tweet he'll like dm me or whatever he's like hey like guess what and i'm like fuck you, you know? <laughs> and so i like we're texting each other we're texting each other during the game and i was like 
I was like, so, uh, so Frank Kaminsky, tell me about, tell me about this dude, you know, cause I remember like, he was like, a, I think he, like, uh, he was a Hornets pick, I think. Cause again, yeah. like Michael Jordan just loves tall bit, tall white bigs. But, yeah. uh, um, Kaminsky so, and, uh, what, who was yeah. it? Uh, Plumlee. the Zeller. The Zellers. Zellers. Zell- yeah. I always get the pl- uh, plumbers and Zellers confused. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so Frank Kaminsky. So, uh, so, so we were talking, so I was talking about, I was like, Hey, like, I was like, hey, so like Frank Kaminsky, what's up with him? Like, he's kind of bounced around a little bit. He's like, yeah, he's not that good. Like, you know, he has, that's another tall white guy that the yeah. show has gotten. <laughs> it's like he has, you know, my friend was like, yeah, Frank Kaminsky has like a lot of energy, not that good. Like, tries really hard. And I was like, oh my God, he's Dwight Powell. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to tweet it because I was like, what the fuck? Like, though apparently, like, he's a little bit more of a good shooter, which is like whatever, but like, he just, he, he doesn't get the minutes obviously Dwight Powell will get, but you know, I just, I feel like they're, they're kind of in the same, the same, they're uh, two peas in the same pod. So you're saying oh. they haven't unlocked Kaminsky yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they haven't I mean, let him cook. That game is a, uh, I mean, that, 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 but let Powell cook. I mean, like we're missing Kristaps and Maxi. They were missing who uh, just Devin Booker. So if Devin Booker plays the game, this game, just Devin Booker. Yeah. Uh, just, just Devin Booker, you know, Gosh. Just the guy that routinely gives us forty pieces. I know, fuck. You know, I mean, fucking Chris Paul gave us almost thirty. So it's like, yeah, I, I think there's a pretty good case of like how I think Chris Paul's production and his effect on the game does not match up to his win loss records with his teams. Like, he, I, I, I think part of it's just because he's smaller stature and just I don't know. Like he he gets more attention from him, you know playing playing the kind of Rashid Wallace like by the rules like playing the refs against the team kind of thing but ultimately like that dude is just so goddamn solid like he it's rare to see someone just to have that understanding of the game mm-hmm. knowing where to be and it's just like it, and also just in such a weird controlled manner like he never seems like rushed or chaotic. he's like the he's the exact opposite of Russell Westbrook where it's just like you know Russell Westbrook is just like chaotic evil and just like fucking just throws his body around everywhere. Yeah. And uh, Chris Paul like is just so deliberate in his actions everything. on the court. And everything, I, and everything, dude. It's everything fucking, he does. It's, it's amazing. Even like when he's like those little tantrums, like it's deliberate for a reason. Like, you know, he's right. like, he's trying to do something like at all times. He's, he's yeah. such a fucking freak. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. Like, you and really I, I mean it, yeah, all out of respect. It's, it's yeah. really uh yeah i don't know if it's 40 I, yeah. million dollars worth but you know yeah. it's yeah. i, I yeah. get it i think phoenix is is uh definitely someone to uh like they're gonna make some ways in the in the playoffs i think um yeah out of, out of respect i fucking hate that motherfucker so, <laughs> like, with all due respect i hate you. i hate that because <laughs> he just knows what to do i mean man like i liked from that game i mean from last night's game i liked like willie's like his his energy was nice, you know. Um, obviously, got the six foul. Actually, I think both our bigs got six foul. I don't know, but um, yeah, it looks like both of them did. Yeah, both our bigs, our two bigs that we have, <laughs> both got six fouls, which is great. Um, but uh, I mean, like, I'm like Dwight, like Dwight, Dwight's fouls, like he earned those fouls though. Like he fucking like was hacking fucking DeAndre Ayton. Like, was it letting him get to the? You know, was it letting him like just score easy layups? Like, that was nice. You know, kind of seeing mm-hmm. that like. I do think that the team does read Twitter. 
like I'm almost sure of it just because like because <laughs> like especially after last at the last game like we like just literally it was nuclear like it was like a fucking nuclear bomb went off and just everybody like I couldn't find one positive like thing like yeah. the entire time I was like oh shit okay everybody's really mad now okay yeah. <laughs> like, and you they know? Sh- I mean rightfully yeah you know but just like you can be like understanding a- you can be understanding of the COVID stuff, but also equally angry about our roster yeah. composition. And I think yeah. we're seeing a mixture of both. Yeah. Both and yeah. some more and less rational than others about it. But yeah. And I mean, I don't know, man. Like I, I still think that like he's like Rick should have played Josh Green for the defense yesterday. Like where is Josh Green? I don't know why the fuck yeah, he's not playing the- I, I, Yeah, I don't I don't I know. I didn't even that- think about that. The fact that I'm forgetting we have him pisses me off. Like he's gotta play. Friend. <laughs> got to play. It's it's yeah. it's necessary that you ha- play Josh Green when we wear green. It's like the reason we got him. Exactly. Like, it's the and, all, it's and also because he can play. Why we brought the jerseys back, right? Yeah, exactly. For Josh Green, this is all planned out like a year in advance. <laughs> and, I, and, it's, and I'm not saying, oh, I don't think Josh Green exists. I'm saying like I, I'm so distracted by how bad other players are. I forget he's even a fucking option because it's just abysmal all around. Like, bro, like right just like, yeah, give. The, give like, the minute splits were insane because, like, uh, person like Tim Hardaway had thirty five, Richardson thirty five, Finney Smith almost thirty five as well. Like, and we, we had we only played nine people. We had a nine guy rotation this this game, mm-hmm. and I mean, part of it maybe just like, hey, it's a close game. This is who we're going to rely on. I mean, I think maybe I don't know if it's with KP being out that was the difference, but it's like. I thought, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things where they, the Phoenix Suns supporting cast is so much better that if we were to play small on them, we would just get torched. So maybe that was the strategy. Like, cause like, cause I mean, when we've seen like a a quarter with any of our rookies, it's like, you know, it's children playing ball. Like there's a lot of guys not knowing where they need to be and shit gets out of hand pretty quickly. Um, there's a lot of dribble into the corner. Oh fuck, where's my teammate? Kind of plays. Yeah. Oh um, fuck, there's a, there's there's a defender right in front of me. The defender like right. five feet away. Like what the fuck's that? Yeah, like they don't know what the fuck to do, and it's fucking it's fucking terrible. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I don't know, bro. Like I yeah, want Josh Green to get minutes. I want Ty- I want Tyrell Terry to get minutes. Like right. You know, for opposite reasons. I want if we could combine those two players, bro, we'd be fine. Like yeah. <laughs> Tyrell Terry, just make I, Tyrell Terry shoot, like please. I would like to see Tyrell Terry in a more Jason Terry role, where yes, he's not please. he he is where he is more catch and shoot and like doing things off ball rather than trying to, Facilitate, for lack of be yeah, like, shitty Trey Young, because that's kind of what he's whenever he has the ball in his hands, that's just what it looks like. It's like he's he does occasionally make a good pass and he's you know, pretty stylish when he does, and he's very confident and like makes a couple of cool heads up plays. But a lot of times it just leads to a guy awkwardly catching a pass, not really where he wants to be and then throwing up a crappy shot, which is why his assist numbers are so shit. It's like, like, yeah. So I think Tyrell Terry, like, you know, if he's a, if he's the flamethrower that we think he is from three point, like that dude needs to be coming off screens and catching the ball and jacking it. Like he I want, I want the <laughs> Nate Hinton mentality with Tyrell Terry because t- like Nate Hinton, like 
<laughs> he is the exact opposite. Ball don't stop. Like the ball stops. Me. He is the black hole vortex. Of, yeah. Like if he gets the ball, it's going. It, it's it is shooting. going towards like, yeah. the rim. Like somewhere. If I, yeah. I don't like, think I, I've seen him take or give up a possession once he gets the ball. And I guess maybe he's just like got you know back of the bench syndrome where it's just like I got to make my minutes count or I won't yeah, get probably. another shot probably. again. Like I mean. I mean, dude, like, but yeah, like, should play Josh Green for his defense. Should play Tyrell Terry just to. So you play Tyrell Terry, but you also tell him, "Hey, man, you have the fucking green light. Shoot it! Like, don't be a fuck. Don't be a fucking like. Don't be scared to shoot." To shoot. I kind of want to see Tyrell Terry with Luca. Like, I think I would like to oh, see Tyrell cool. Terry. That really would be the 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 Jet mentality at that point. Well, that, that that's my point. Is like yeah. why whenever whenever terry is in the game right now it's i mean it's usually garbage time and part of that's just because rick's our coach he just and and i get it and and again being super critical of this team right now is ultimately just like man this is the weirdest situation like a lot of these guys would not have had the minutes they had if it weren't for covid protocols like that's i don't know like our we have we have seen too much of this rookie like clearly underprepared rookie class that we have right now and it's because they had the least amount of time to prepare to get in the nba than anybody has like this entire class has like i don't know um i i think i don't i think these players are better than what we've seen and i think they i don't think our coaching staff and our front office was like all right cool we're gonna play these guys significant minutes early in the season. I don't think that was ever the plan. No. So we're seeing just like the car wreck that is um, this season. So yay. Asterisk season. Yeah. I mean, do we have anything else you want to say squish or anybody? Do you have anything you want to add any frustrations? I don't know. Last night I was very, I was pretty mad for a little bit and I was like, ah, oh, motherfucking this morning. I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna come to the podcast. I'm going to fucking flame the shit out of the organization, but now I'm calm. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I I, 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 slept it off. I guess. You know, so. I, I'm just generally not enjoying the games right now, but that's because nobody yeah. is. It's um, right, and there needs. I mean, I get like, yes, this is a weird year and the COVID and all that, but man, you know, we've we're we are in a in a not great spot. Yeah. Um, if you just look at the Western Conference right now. Yeah, who and I get who it, like, you know, and look, look, and I and, and like you know, and Cuban um, got on Twitter last night and said a lot, and it was great. <laughs> I ultimately agree, and with I him, get though. it, and I agree with him. Um, but, but just because things got weird for us doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna get weird for other teams that are ahead of us, and that's not what he was saying. But I'm just thinking about it. Um, in terms of like looking at all these teams, like if they had a COVID outbreak and like, or, you know, say the, the Suns had a bunch of people that have to sit out or like this or that, like, mm-hmm. we don't know that that's going to happen and to what extent like we can only control what we could control about our own team and looking at our own team. Right. There's a lot of teams in front of us. They're really fucking good this year. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's not We're, great. Uh, it, it, it's, well, it's not, at, it's not awesome that our, that both Houston and o- Houston, Oklahoma City, and Sacramento technically have better records than us. Like that's mm-hmm. that's not okay. Um, mm-hmm. No, and, and I was just thinking about that, and yeah. this bleeds into another topic. But mm-hmm. Jazz in first, Clippers, Lakers, Nuggets, Grizzlies. John Morant's back. 
they're getting Jared well, Jackson back so soon. They, they've only played they're going to be like good and they haven't though? played a lot of games <laughs> but the ones they're playing lately they're winning mm. they're yeah. eight and six Phoenix good no Booker still winning Portland, Portland. Yeah. no McCollum still no. winning yeah no. Golden State started terrible very good now yeah <laughs> they are you know five and five in the last 10 but the Golden State could easily be a playoff team the Spurs they're pretty solid again Houston oh, is good never doubt coach pop dude can't. I hate this, but Houston is good. I yeah, like Houston's them a good. lot Houston's more now that Harden's fun. gone. They're fun. Like, I was like, fuck. But Houston is good. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with a guy named Christian Wood, who was right fucking there <laughs> this last offseason. And remember, they almost didn't sign him, remember? Because, like, they had done something and they're like, they yeah. Were, and we took back the took back the contract offer. And I was yeah. like, okay, here's where you fucking jump in, guys. Let's do it. And I don't, I cannot believe it. And though. I can't speak on the front office of the Mavericks. Maybe they did call and try and see what the market was there. But if we didn't, that's crazy. We have Porzingis, but like we could have had that guy too. Or another guy. We just, I don't know. I would love like, to have I was a happy Dwight with the Powell offseason. on our team. Do what? I would love to have a good Dwight Powell on our team. Yeah. Which is what Christian Wood is. He's like everything Dwight Powell's I mean, supposed to be. By good Dwight Powell, you mean like he could be an all-star. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, he probably is. Like, he, he, honestly, I mean, and there's something to be said. And I, I did I talk about? Yeah, I did. I said on how like no one on the roster has any sort of gravity right now. That even right. applies to KP because people aren't really worried about him. Yeah, he's not in a rhythm. Hopefully, they are soon. But like, damn. Right. Watching uh, stuff from the Rockets game last night, Christian Wood was like 83, percent and he's not just dunking. Right. Teams are worried about him as a role threat. They don't know how to play him. He's in a pick and roll with John Wall where they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. So they sag on the roll. He got the ball and just drained a mid-range shot. Mm-hmm. He's hitting three. It's it's nuts. That's exactly like the kind of player <sighs> Luka needs. That's what KP is supposed yeah. to be. We just need healthy bodies like that. But, uh, you know, the offseason initially I was happy with. I'm right. still happy. With, like I, I think we made good roster building moves and everyone's like, <clears throat> Well, we shouldn't have traded Seth Curry. I don't agree with that. Yeah, I still think Josh I don't agree with is that. an upgrade. Seth, from Seth. Seth helps our shooting. He does. But Seth also missed three weeks to COVID this season. So, no, Seth Curry doesn't help this team. If you mm-hmm. want to get technical, assuming all things are the same and Seth gets COVID, he's not, he hasn't been playing either. Mm-hmm. There's so many other problems with this team that aren't Seth Curry related. So, we can put that away. I'll take but Josh Richardson team, having this, COVID not yeah, over Seth. <laughs> this, this team we've got to start spending our cap room on good players. Please. Holy shit. Like, like we don't, we don't have to, like, go for the, we don't have to go for the Homer every single fucking time. Just hit a single, hit a double build up on it. You know, like, mm. you know, Just you don't, get, you don't have to yes, swing for the fucking yes, fences. Yes. Every fucking and eventually game. when so you will. run out of home runs to hit the singles and doubles, you can, they're not as good. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's like, oh, like, I'll take a walk. It's you like know? it's literally like it's literally Watch like getting the a ball. Yeah. For yeah. like for baseball reference, it's just like it's like, hey, like, oh fuck, you hit a homer or you hit a single, but like you're already down eight one. Like what the fuck? Like, you know, like you yeah, gotta been, do something. We've been free off. agent bunting for a while. And, yeah, uh... basically, yeah. <laughs> Trying to get that runner over at home. And it's not I working, am, bro. Like I am just 
exercising the furthest extent of my baseball knowledge. <laughs> All I know is I watch Moneyball and the goal is to get on base, whatever that means. Well, yeah. and the other thing is you can't, uh, you also can't not care about the draft if this is how you're going to approach free agency. Right. Yeah, I didn't want to think about Desmond Bain right now, but yeah. Bain, I mean, Desmond Bain. How, how many of our draft picks from the last five, six years are still on fucking team? You know, it's just like, yeah. right. You you can't uh, you can't not keep guys and develop them and also hoard cap space for guys that aren't coming here anymore. Yeah, right, and we're still presumably doing that because there's a lot of guys that could have helped. Maybe I don't know. I think I'm just mad we didn't sign Christian. Wood. That's, that's, that's I can see that that's mostly the root of your uh, your frustration. That, that, that's a perfect Mavs valid. fit. It's that's valid, a perfect though. Mavs fit. Yeah, that guy could have played next to KP. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I just I don't know. I don't see why we didn't try to throw a bag at him. Something. And then if well, sometimes when you later, Christian Wood, we have more attractive pieces to give away. Good God. Well, sometimes when you Christian Wood, it's not always when you Christian should. <laughs> Okay. Oh God! <laughs> I see Mark saying this with sincerity. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus! I just I don't know what we do. I do think a, I think there, I think there's a, a a trade in our future. I just don't know what that is. And yeah, I think it and, happens this season. Yeah, and so like people have been saying, hey, when you start panicking, when you start panicking, and I never panic because I don't really care that much, but. You know, I think when people should start panicking is if we're still bad and it's like right, put the gun down. <laughs> no, we're we're a week away from legitimate panic time. There's a, yeah, uh, just like, okay, we'll like, be, actually, hopefully, yeah. yeah. Over a quarter of the way through the season. Yeah, I think I think once we get closer to the trade deadline is when I'm like, okay, like let's actually look at some stuff. Let's see if there's anything on the market that we can even get. You know, that would be an upgrade somewhere. So, mm-hmm. um, that you know won't. But I mean, like you gotta spend money to make money. So. You know, mm-hmm. we're just um, in an interesting spot. There's like yeah. the rest of the roster, and then there's the KP situation as an isolated Jesus, situation. Yeah, that, yeah, that. Yeah, and it's that, a risk. It's a risk you live yeah. with, but we really have to think about: Do we want to always have his Ed Gein, you know, injury history in yeah. the back of our minds, or does a really attractive option come up? And I'm not saying, hey, trade KP, but yeah, yeah. I'm and not like, saying I, I wouldn't. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know who's making the call for KP to be resting or not, but you know, I think at the moment it is bad optics to just be like resting, like you know, the team especially after the team's down bad, (laughs) team's down bad, you know, like you've already you've played a back to back before, like well, but in in their defense, if they're like, all right, we're already not set up to win, then why are we putting our thirty million dollar investment at risk? especially when he's, he's not yeah. quite healthy like the only i'm i'm convinced the only reason he's out there is because we just needed a body we needed a body out there like no. and yeah that's so. an interesting perspective is that he's our it's been too soon for him to play in general that's kind of like my, maybe that's it what it looks been, like maybe. to me like, could be really it's probably too soon for to that really it might have been too soon for some of the guys to come back you know it definitely well, that's, is. i mean that's think about Cuban the fact that saying. they had to sit still for like three weeks and not do anything that right. sucks bro makes sense that sucks hope i don't get covered yeah and you know like if you've ever been in a workout routine and you're feeling good and you do it like for like a month straight and then you take two weeks off you you feel like yeah you 
yeah, don't even try the weights that you were lifting before or yeah, whatever yeah. time you thought you were going to be able to hit on your mile or whatever. Like, story kiss that fucking, shit goodbye. Yeah, story yeah. of my fucking life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and I guess in, in conclusion. Um, yeah, we went long, but who cares? A loss I don't, I don't care. like we did, like we had last night, typically doesn't feel as terrible as it does right now if we don't suck all the games before you know uh i guess you can at least say like we just ran out of gas but played really hard and i think that's all we wanted cool fart Uh, noise thanks um (laughs) you did say gas. that's what i I did i did um but i think that's all we wanted to see some fight but we got to start winning games Hey guys, just a reminder, football is in full effect and BetOnline is doing everything they can to make sure you get in on every imaginable prop this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up opportunities. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Support for the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast comes from Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I like that rhyme there. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Mercy. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. Thank God for that. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I am talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Likely pun intended, Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 has a proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smelling nice down there. Guys, don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. The perfect package also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxers that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those old, overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, or your friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Uh, all right. I think we should go and just move on. Let's move on to questions. Let's do it. All right. So first one comes from James Grambo, who is actually at the moment, uh, his, his, uh, his display name says Mavs fan on hiatus. I think he might be looking for a new team to fucking root for. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's, uh, might we suggest the Timberwolves, James? Yeah. Just, yeah. So you want to, let's say you want to root for it. <laughs> if Luca played QB for the Cowboys, what would his number look like? And how many games do they win? It'd be a pretty, uh, wait, isn't, uh, is it Tyron Smith 77? I don't know, dude. I have no idea. I haven't paid attention to the Cowboys at all since last year. So yeah, he'd have an offensive lineman's number. Yeah, he would. Just like, it'd be random as fuck. Like, why? Do yeah. You okay. Why not? Um, it is funny would... seeing Dirk yeah. wherever he wears his like Cowboys jersey, like his forty-one. I'm just like, I'm pretty sure that was 
some defensive back. We had uh, that was a Terrence Newman, I think, maybe. Dude, I don't even I, know, bro. I, yeah, that's that's me going yeah. into the deep recesses of remembering <laughs> jersey numbers. Um, how many games great. does he win? How many games does he win? Uh, probably all of them. You know, he's pretty shifty. You I mean, got Amari, you got Amari six, Cooper, CD Lamb, like you know, six nine quarterback. You know, yeah, I mean, bro. if Bork Osweiler can have a job in the. <laughs> quarterback just because he's tall he's just like well he's from wyoming and he can see better like he gets paid millions all right let's see next question unless squish has something to add no okay all right i have to, I have to ask now okay um dalton richardson asks uh so i sent the video in the group chat and the I saw it. <laughs> how much do you resonate with this video of from a mass perspective and it's just and a penguin picture. it's a penguin looking at a sunset i guess <laughs> yeah yeah i think yeah i don't think penguins are supposed to live in that kind of environment oh whatever. i see he's like in a farm <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah. uh so how do you so that's what the video is uh it's relatable you know, yeah, like, I mean, we all feel a little out of place being on the losing end of things, so yeah, you know, and just kind of looking at a sunset that's very beautiful and being like, I wish I could be there. But... I don't know, I don't feel nearly as like positive. Like, I when I look at a sunset and it's like a beautiful outdoor scenery, I find myself more reflective and like appreciating yeah, that moment. It would be like me looking at like the garbage can next to the sunset. <laughs> God, fuck, why, I don't fucking take care of that shit. Like, it's gonna be like, <laughs> it's, it's like, this is a little bit more scenic than my perspective on the Maverick season right now. Yeah. Uh, but still very funny. Yeah. Uh, Squish, did you see the video? No. That's all right. Well, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, in, in my opinion, what is the top anime this season? Uh, probably Attack on Titan. Um, also, what style of martial arts are you going to teach your kid? Um, whichever one it takes to take Squish down. That's good. Yeah, let him aven- make make him avenge your death. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, what's, <laughs> what's the breakdance fighting one? Uh, capoeira. Capo, ca- yeah, capoeira. Yeah. 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 That's, have, cool. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I have like the Eddie from Tekken Two. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, Rutuj. Rutuj asks. Uh, My dude. Would you rather only be able to play for other for the other twenty nine teams as a role player, but win a championship? Or play for the Mavericks as a third third star, but never win a championship. Um, oh. Give me those fucking championships, bro. Like I don't know. I think I'm taking I, championships. <laughs> I, I, I would. I would. I had have to play for the Mavericks. Like if I had. Like if I were like, okay, I'm gonna be like a pretty good player, and I get to play for the the team that I've watched since I've been a basketball fan. I don't know. There's something about like I get why guys go to other teams for different reasons, and there's yeah. like certain guys that like what was it? Uh, Anthony Davis was like, you know, born in Chicago or whatever, apparently a big Bulls fan, but that clearly doesn't matter. Cause he's, you know, playing with Le- LeBron James in LA, but like there would be some, I mean, just being in the league, it would be cool enough. But like, if I could, I would want to be on the Mavericks. That's like how much of a homer I am. What about you, Swish? Mm. I think I take the ship, the ships. Would you be on like the Rockets and have a championship? Like, I don't want to add to their band. Oh, that's fucking you know what right. I mean? God damn it. Yeah. Well, he didn't, didn't say that. He didn't say like what team, it's any of the teams. So, well, like, I know. Okay. Be on the Hawks. Like, I don't want to do that. Or like, you could be on the Timberwolves no, and turn the, turn the season around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm the first Pelican championship thanks to Don Denham's 30 point triple double. I don't know. That's. <laughs> I'm just thinking purely from he's a, 30 for 30 from the free from throw a, line. I'm just Holy thinking purely. I'm just thinking purely from my my time as an athlete. What I would you want to win? You want to win the the biggest? You want the biggest win you can get? And I don't know that I would. I don't know. 
I want to get a championship. I never played consequential sports. I did. I, I want to awesome get a championship. I just think about how much it hurt to get knocked out of the playoffs in high school football. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I would definitely want to win a championship at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's see. <clears throat> Next question comes from Bebek. Bebek asks, and this is after the game last night. So um, I might be the very few. I might be the very few optimistic Mavs fans remaining right now. <laughs> I think Mavs will turn it around. Turns around like earlier in the, like early in the season. Do you also believe the Mavs will turn things around? If not, what needs to happen in order for the season for the to turn the season around? Something that was brought to my attention was like the next like twenty games we've got. None of, like only one of them's a back to back, and most of them are like either five hundred teams or losing teams. Like it's some pretty like we've got two pretty good stretches coming up that we should be able to rack up some wins. Um, so I, I, am I will share your optimism. Um, I think that's, I think that's a good call. Cause I don't think we're going to be facing the buzzsaw that was this last four games. Yeah. Um, I think so. I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. I think we'll yeah, be uh, okay. The schedule gets a little lighter and a big underrated thing is we've got a, a pretty good home stretch now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we've got all know, the counting last players. night, nine out of the next 10 are at home. Um, that's great for a team that desperately needs to gel and come together. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm optimistic. It'll turn around. I just don't know what it looks like because it is, you know, our margin for error is razor thin and that applies not just to the standings, but to who's on the fucking court. Yeah. Right. This team can't afford to not have anybody play on a given night. I think that's extremely apparent right now. Yeah. All right, let's see. Next question comes from Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer asks, uh, what do you think uh, is needed uh, to change so the Mavericks to get the group back um, from pre-healthy and safety protocols? Also, this is a good one. This is probably the one I want to focus on. Also, do you think that there's something going on between KP and Luca that's causing chemistry between them to be horrible? That's interesting. Because, I, I, you know, I... Uh, I don't like to be a you know armchair uh, body expert, but uh, you know I do see sometimes. I do think about sometimes. I'm like, hey, like I don't know how close of a friend they really are, you know, beyond like the optics of it. And uh, they don't disclose their DMs to us as much as we ask. No, <laughs> I, I'm waiting for it. But I don't know, man. I think Luca, let me go through your phone. <laughs> uh, I just think that they. Uh, I think they're I think they're pretty friendly with each other. Like they I remember last year, like the Mexico games, especially they were just talking shit and you know, like just being hilarious with each other. But uh I don't know. I think maybe I think maybe KP I think Lucas just frustrated, like in general with everything. Like it's, it's hard to tell. And yeah. the three factors for me, like I'm just I don't know, all equal parts here, but like there's less media accessibility this season mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. So we don't really hear from the guys as much, um, which could have something to do with it. But I mean and I was talking to you on the phone, not about fighting, but about the team. And I said, you know, you don't really hear those. I guess KP, you don't hear, uh, you know, I just feel like Luca was talking about KP a little more last year. And that's a really subtle thing to read into because I think it could be that just Luca's overwhelmed and preoccupied mentally with just the team's struggle as a whole. Everything. Right. With (laughs) everything. Um, He doesn't really bring up KP, you know what I mean? You talk I about, did, you know, I, well, if, when he gets right, you know, we're going to be good or like this or that, like it could be anything, but it's also not nothing. Well, yeah. I also um, think that like Luke is con- like cognizant that 
KP is not a hundred percent. He knows yeah. better than anybody where he's just like, I don't have the help that I need, but it's not because these guys aren't playing well. Like he didn't mention the whole like general effort from the team, but I think ultimately it's like, there's, he knows what's ha- like, he knows better than we do as far as like what the doctors are telling people or what they're telling yeah. the, the other players. Like, Hey, KP's on a minutes restriction or whatever, or like, you know, he's in practice when KP's, you know, throwing up shots and he's just like, this doesn't feel right. And you know, that's stuff that we'll just never know, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't I'm not going to read too far into it. Like I, yeah. Yeah. It's not a thing till it's a thing. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, but... next question comes from mark mark asks uh do you do you think that by the way this team is playing that the pieces that we have are even good enough to snag good players in the trade or are they just going to have to tough it out until free agency yeah at the moment none of the, none of the guys are really you know aside from luca really you know i mean besides yesterday like we saw cape we saw not kp saw willie you know be energetic but uh yeah i think at the moment like no one's gonna want to trade with us. <laughs> like, yeah, at least nothing know. good. Like, I just don't know. know what. Yeah, unless we're just doing a fire sale, I don't think anyone's producing enough where we would get good we value. Really, yeah, our only attractor trade pieces right now are like THJ. You know, not even expiring <laughs> contracts. Yeah, or Porzingis, or like Baxi or Brunson. We other than that, like no yeah, one's like. Yeah. You know, I really want Dwight Powell. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> And we find where we are. We find ourselves in that situation where we overpay for certain role players, and I guess that's the thing that I don't care for when it comes to like spending that extra money in free agency. Is like, all right, are we gonna get like an like? I guess another thing to look at with Christian Wood, for example, is like, yeah, he's having an awesome year this year, but I want to see if that translates to next year. You know, is this a longevity thing, or is it like, hey, new guys here, let's get him like some more reps? He was awesome last year too, though. He was, he yeah. As soon as Drummond got out of his way, Detroit team, sure, fair enough. But like, and who knows? I mean, like, I mean, I'm not dogging on Christian Wood. I think ultimately it's just like, there's a lot of times where I think we see like a free agent. We don't really pay attention to like the whole arc of like their contract there. You know what I mean? Like uh, the full tenure of their contract versus like, okay, like Chandler Parsons. Like I bet as a Rockets fan and you're not paying too much attention to what the, the Mavericks were doing, like, when we took Parsons from the Rockets that first year, he was pretty damn great. Like until he got started getting injured, but like, and at first I was like, ah, oh, like we could have kept Parsons or whatever. I mean, like, I don't think it was like that much of a narrative then. Cause they had a Harden and uh, Howard at the time. But what I'm getting at is like, you know, you see that immediate production that first year on the new team, you're like, ah, oh, we could have had whatever, but like, you know, or how many people were pissed off when Parsons left for Memphis? And at first it's like, wow, they just, we just lost a starter. We lost possibly our best player at that time to Memphis. And like most, he spent most of that contract on a max deal on the bench or injured, yeah. or, you know, I, I hope he's doing okay now. Cause I know he was in a fucking car, brutal yeah. car wreck anyways, yeah. but I guess what I'm getting at is like, we're, we're, it's, it's easy to get reactionary when it comes to those misfree agents. Yeah. Um, and I, we'll see if Christian Wood is that all-star discussion, you know, in the next three years, yeah. um, as opposed to like a good stint the first twenty games of the season. Yeah. Good, good. Let's see, next Dude, question. Good. <laughs> the next question comes from an asshole called uh, Squish Forty One. Uh, <laughs> what is your biggest Tough fear? Talk in- from someone that won't fucking fight me. What is your yeah. biggest fear, and why is it meeting me at the Toys R Us parking lot? 
at 3 p.m. for a good old fashioned knife fight. Uh, <laughs> toy knife fight? <laughs> a good knife fight. Uh, you know what, dude? There's not even Toys R Us doesn't even exist anymore, bro. So. Yeah, was Circuit, was Circuit City booked? Just, just say you're scared to fight me at the radio shack. It's fine. <laughs> this question is moot and moving on. Was uh, Oshman's not available? Oshman's. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, uh, next question comes from uh, Dylan. He asks, uh, James Johnston versus Rick Carlisle, boxing seven rounds. <sighs> No, Rick, 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 I think has like the long game, but I think ultimately Rick is 60 years old. I, <laughs> he's got strategy. Do you he's, want he's, him he, dead? He, he seems like a scrapper. Like some I do, know. I think on Twitter. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think James has this, unfortunately, unless, yeah, unless yeah, Rick is James. like, Hey, I'm not going to play you. Like if you win, like, cause Rick can just be like, fuck you. You're not playing. Like. I feel which like might actually, which might be good. I don't but. know. Carlos <laughs> Carlos always struck me as like a Hannibal Lecter type. Like like he would find the thing that like you know not necessarily the eat your face type of Hannibal Lecter, but like he would find the very crucial detail that would just ruin your life. Where it's just like I don't know. Seems more calculated, but you're right. Straight up boxing match. Uh, it's probably James. Yeah. Uh, t- next next question comes from uh, Tall Traveler. He asks. Uh, which current Maverick would you pick to be your stepdad, and why is it Dwight Powell? Because he wouldn't stop you from doing whatever you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's Shut hilarious. it down. Let's go home. No further that, questions, that, your best honor. answer. <laughs> yeah, Dwight Powell, Rose. You fucking got it <laughs> You're not my dad. <laughs> oh no! What am I gonna do? Okay. <laughs> like, oh. I guess I'll just continue doing whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> oh, God, that's great. Tall traveler. Nicely done. Incredible. <laughs> All right. Next question comes from Smiley. Smiley asked, uh, KP right now is a short, is a short Sean Bradley and go. <laughs> and you responded to this. I, I did respond to it. I'm like, listen, Sean Bradley was fucking solid from the free throw line. I don't know why everyone ducks on him. <laughs> However, there is a great special. It was like a, it was, it wasn't a 30 for 30. It was like a, t- it was like a 10 minute uh, spinoff of 30 for 30. It was called posterized. And it was about Sean Bradley. And cause he was, he like at one point set the record for the amount of literal posters that he was like, yeah, getting that's on. True. cause like there's like T-Mac, Vince Carter. There was like a bunch of there's people, a bunch of them, bro. And, and he's just like, man, I think it's just cause I'm the tallest guy in the league. They just felt like it was like it, it was their duty to destroy yeah. them. But the funniest shit was like after the credits, because he was just talking about just the plights of being a tall person. He goes like, unless it's built into the wall, everyone's top of their fridge is fucking disgusting. No one cleans <laughs> it. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, Jesus. I thought, I thought it was funny the way that he uh, uh, asked this question because it was because he said KP is short. It's a short Sean Bradley. And sure. KP's fucking 7'3". Seven, seven, three. Three. Yeah. And Sean Bradley's obviously 7'6". So it's like, okay. That's... You know, watch some old Sean Bradley tape. That dude can move. Like, it's weird. Like, it's... For his height, yeah. Bro. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. He was an it's erector set. Like, an animated erector set. But, like, like it was like... It's like fucking watching Jack Skellington over there dunk. But, you know, it was fun. All right. Let's see. Next question comes from Jonas. Uh, he asks... Uh, is there a possible trade that can change a lot for the Mavs this season? Yeah, trade. Let's trade Luca for like I don't know, like Wayne Ellington. That would yeah, change. That, could, that could change a lot. That would change, change a lot. Everything. Fuck Wayne Ellington. 
I picked yeah, him up shoot. for a little boost in fantasy basketball, and this and motherfucker shot over six. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I thought that shit was cute. I did <laughs> the, the same you week. You had one, bro. You thought you the had same one. week. Party on, well, Wayne. <laughs> was, well, Don's in my fantasy league. He knows how this this dude in yeah. our league named Barry mm-hmm. has like the deepest, most ridiculous team I've ever seen, and it's I've just been like constantly dropping and picking up dudes just to try to <laughs> hold on. <laughs> To my to my five to five tie, it didn't work. All right, Sunday will be interesting. But uh, Jonas, I don't think any trade would do anything super positive in the immediate uh, for this team at the moment. Uh, Unless it runs with sadly steel. Yeah, yeah, sadly, uh, sadly steel, which would be a very sad. uh, That wouldn't be a sad steal for us, but um, uh, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Next question comes from Nick. Is the sky blue Brad Beal 2021? <laughs> what? Because uh, huh? remember Brad had, Brad Beal had like that quote or whatever. He was like talking to some reporter. Oh, is water wet? Or yeah, is water wet or whatever it? the fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's blue, I believe. That's the way they per- we perceive it. Dogs may perceive it a little differently. but I heard it's because the it's a reflection of the yeah. ocean, which is kind of neat. It? Yeah. Or it's like, it's like, it, it's like a... It's, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, that's how why, not? why we see it in that specific way since most of our land or most of our planet is covered in water. But interesting. Yeah. Um but okay, I, I, I have not done recon on that. I could be just spreading Bullshit. conspiracy theories. Yeah. <laughs> Qadon. Qadon. Yeah. Qadon, right. yeah. That's what your fucking thing is right now. You're yeah. explaining. Eventually conspiracy they're just gonna start picking it up as code. Prepare. <laughs> Wait. Maybe. <laughs> The time is now until later. The sky is just the ocean's lies. <laughs> Are you going to let Big Pharma tell you what color the sky is? <laughs> oh, oh, sure. The sky, the sky is blue. If you uh, allow the liberal media to tell you that. Oh, those guys are fucking idiots. All right, let's move on. Okay, real quick. Can I just go up just real <laughs> yes, quick? Like fucking, fucking conspiracy theorists. It's just like, hey, assholes. You know, like if you go like two degrees more, it's it's just all the Jews. It's uh, like every single one of them. There's like, it's the what? big liberal elitist. Well, no, what I'm getting at is like that it all ends up being like Jewish an- anti-Semitic. And it's uh, and, and okay. I mean, I, I mean that as the negative thing, not saying that it, okay. I'm not claiming it's the Jews. I am claiming that all their conspiracy theories, as clever as they think they are, they are just very creatively wrong that's wow. their whole fucking thing they're just like what it is is this the fucking liberal global elitist all right cool global elitist meaning who the banks and who own the banks so like the G- fuck like it's just like well, i'm not uh, saying that any of them all of them like i swear they are all like and, and it's not anything new literally since conspiracies existed since like the 1800s like fucking pamphlets of like the jews taking money has been around forever and it's like it's inaccurate. It's just wrong and just it's dumb. It's stupid, but it's enough that people will just fucking go down that goddamn rabbit hole. I'm so tired of conspiracy. Uh, it's just it's it's an endless rabbit hole of nonsense that are it's now it's hurting people. Like there's a bunch of stupid yeah. people in jail because they felt like going to the Capitol was gonna do something. And it's because they're just so terribly misled and misinformed. And it's just like I can't help but feel bad for how stupid these people are. It's yeah, like right. uh, Okay, thank you, thank you. I had to. You're good. You're good. This is a basketball podcast. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the Jews' fault, guys. It's like cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Johnny asks. 
Well, Johnny, if you, if you want to keep thinking about conspiracies, here's one for you. Sure. Um, why are cookies called cookies when we don't cook them, we bake them? Bakies is a very stupid name. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's, move on. Uh, let's see. I got uh, some raisin bakies. Okay, this guy <laughs> needs to go back to bed. Chocolate chip bakies. <laughs> Now we got some. We got some questions post game. So Man, up the press. Uh, my my browser keeps saving all my passwords and my history. I need to clear my bakies. <laughs> bakies. Uh, let's see. Um, Gabriel Bakey Monster. Sorry, <laughs> Gabriel. Bakey, bakey, bakey. Hey man, we need to go. Let's go to the mall. Go to Great American Bakey. Let's see. Gabriel ask. Uh, bakey crisp. So when do we start making excuses for Donnie? Is what he's asking. That's a fucking. Donnie brought us Luca. Chill. Yeah, I it and Dirk. Donnie wanted and to Denver. draft Giannis. Chill. Yeah, like listen. Well, and also, is uh, I was listening to some uh, Cuban pot or uh, Cuban interviews, and he's just like, man, like at the time we thought Giannis was such a deep pick, like that he was gonna be there at nineteen when they traded down. Like it wasn't that he, they didn't want him. It was that okay. Here's this guy that has basically YMCA footage of him playing against eighth graders, basically. Like, that's the only, like, tape we had on him. He's probably going to be there later in the draft, and they were just wrong on it. And it's now, like, he even looks at it like, God, this is, like, and, and also, like, they're kind of surprised that the Bucks even picked him because, like, he, they're like, they, they just, I think they just got lucky. <laughs> I don't think they yeah. did their work. <laughs> they just I lucked into it. like the best player in the no, league. They definitely scouted. They, they had scouted him as thoroughly as Donnie had from what I've read about their mm. background on the matter. And for me, it's like, I get the, I get thinking that, but it's why they were thinking that, that makes me furious. And it doesn't well, matter. It's, it's we've front got office. Luka, it's front office was, karma though. Cause we did trade them Robert tractor trailer for Dirk. Yeah. Matthews. No, so like, totally. I'll call that, it even. That's, yeah, I call it even there, but man, oh man. Yeah. R.I.P. Robert Tracker trailer, by the way. Yeah, R.I.P. trailer. Yeah. Uh, see, next question comes from um, Michael Gregory. He asks, uh, we wanted to get better on defense, but at what cost? I get that our guys haven't been here because of COVID, but how are we supposed to win games if we can't rely on our scoring threats outside of Luca late in the games? You're absolutely right. <laughs> like, in terms of like scoring, you know, like, <laughs> Yeah. We don't have shooters. That's what it is right now. And, you know, um, and the defense at times has, hasn't even looked that good. And obviously, like, guys are coming back from COVID, you know. It takes a little while from what I hear. So. We've talked at length about why they are not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, any other questions or actually questions? Let's see. I, oh, wait. We have one more from – actually, no. We have two more. Um, Jasper asks, uh, I have never been this pissed off as a mouse fan of the Dallas Mavs in my entire life. First what time. Is happening? What is happening? First time. <laughs> uh, uh, not really. I think, I think people do have, they have a right to be mad. Like, you know, like I'm so I'm, sorry. You must be new here, but, but <laughs> this is the most mad. Most ever? mad. At the Mavs. At the, at the again, Mavs. Ever? Like I'm thinking know. like, well, cause I'm just like, man, like the, I'm thinking of the Darren Collison, Chris Kamen days, you know, where I was like, yeah. Like I've I've watched some pretty piss poor Mavericks games, and like when Harrison Barnes was our big free agent win, like I've we've witnessed some pr pretty devastating Mavericks lo like losses, and like not that far ago. Not to mention like if it weren't for the Charlotte Bobcats, we would have on our team the worst record that's ever happened in in basketball. 
but winning percentage wise, if it weren't for like the 2012 Charlotte Bobcats that didn't win, I don't think they won double digit games or like they won 10 maybe in like that shortened season. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think what would explain your frustration is that there was a lot of promise with this year, considering we made, you know, made a little bit of noise in the playoffs against a good Clippers team. And then we're yeah. not, we're not hitting that same tone yet this season. Um, so I, we commiserate with you, but ultimately like, welcome to being a mass fan, man. I, I, you know, buckle in. <laughs> uh, it, you'll we, we're a, a weirdly big market that gets treated like a small market. Yeah. We're not on a coast. Like we're not on a uh, reality hurts. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, okay. So last question comes from grace. Good friend. Good, grace. good friend. Grace actually sent me a text. Cause she thought we, we were already recorded, which we weren't, but, uh, um, she's looking she, ahead. Yeah. She asked, uh, if y'all were in a band, what would the name of your band be? And what kind of lyrics about the Mavs would you slip into your songs? This is more of a mm. Dawn question. Really? <laughs> hmm. What would be a good, <sighs> A good band name. So should it does it have to be Mavericks related? No, I think just in general. Okay, I think. let's see. Um, like if we we specifically were in a band, we were all in a band. Let's see. I would play the triangle. Okay, you play the triangle. <laughs> Such a cop out. Uh, <laughs> Dick Davitsky would play. I don't know. Probably something about like, you know, like that dodgeball sound, like that, and, and just like <laughs> find a way of sinking it. Just the sound of pain. The sound of pain would be the name of our band. There we go. Sound of yeah. pain. <laughs> I thought so. I thought about if I were to change, like if I were to like switch genres and be a DJ, I would be a turn dawn. Um, wow! <laughs> wow! Turn dawn. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. <laughs> Uh, dingus pingus <laughs> dingus pingus oh jesus the, the wonder boys <laughs> uh god i don't know what kind of lyrics i don't know what kind of lyrics about the mavs could we slip into our songs it'd also be a lot about dirk we should this is where the sea shanty comes we, in. we have no depth <laughs> we have no depth yeah these yeah. are very yeah they're very uh superficial songs because we have no depth an Absolutely. r&b banger called willie collie fine <laughs> <laughs> but see this is the perfect opportunity to make the sea shanty happen sure sure this so <laughs> i still don't quite understand the sea shanty trend but i don't i, think, I, I don't understand tiktok as a whole yeah like, TikTok just is like it just seems to be like a lot of people dancing and pointing at words like that just seems to be the overall trend where there's yeah. like love yourself set compassionate boundaries and it's like the depression like or whatever yeah they're just like top five ways to make an omelet don't just, let it's, your ex text yeah. you when you don't or whatever like it's like vine but you can add text to the screen sure yeah <laughs> that's kind of it yeah <laughs> and i mean like people like i know like musicians will pay it started like, as dancing because musicians will pay like thousands of dollars for like an influencer to like use their song and then the song blows well, up that's what I've actually heard that TikTok is now basically kind of looking into the future as far as like, like, like a week into the future, as far as what's going to be the trending. That's song. crazy, dude. Like That's it's, crazy. it's, it's more predictive than like Spotify trends, which is pretty remarkable. That's amazing. Like, oh, cause there's a song that I actually discovered that was pretty cool. It's apparently comes from TikTok, but it's a song called driver's license uh, by, I think her name is Olivia Rodrigo. I don't know. I'm, 
old, so I don't know. But like, it's a it's a damn good tune. But like, it yeah. originally started. I think she's either a TikTok star or something. There, she ha- she has I think like some acting credit to her name, and That's then she cool. released this one tune, and it's it's really good. So check that out. Driver's license. Like, I'm sure everyone's are, who's listening to the pod already listens to it. But I think that wraps it up for us, guys. Uh, it does. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thanks for submitting questions. Uh, it's been a rough go as Mavericks fans, but we appreciate you guys uh, joining us on this treacherous journey. Um, misery, of, of course, loves company, and we are not miserable because y'all are giving us company. We appreciate you guys very much. Um, and, and remember, we're all in this together. So. We're in this together. <laughs> um, can we just say, like, hey, all Mavs Twitter, quit fucking fighting with each other. Like, Pick fights with Hawks fans. That's what they're there for. Um, like pick fights with other fan bases. Like you can I'm disagree tired. with each other without going for each other's throats about God. it. Except me and Squish will fight. So you won't fight me. That's you don't true. Know that? That's the basis of our friendship is that we just won't <laughs> kill each other. Um, so I don't know. I I am ultimately I'm. I, I live that notificationless life, so I'm, I, I spare myself from it. But that's also why I have support engagement. So, thanks algorithm. Anyways, guys, be good to each other. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, we have uh, great articles that are coming up. Mffls.com. Uh, shout out to all of our uh, our our writers that have been doing really good write ups on all the games. Um, thank you guys so much for reading all of our stuff. You can follow us at the underscore mffls. Uh, you can find Dick Nowitzki at Squish41. You can find Ruben at Reddit Mavericks. You can find me at Don underscore Denim. Hashtag Qadon. Uh, this has been the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. Enjoy the rest of your week. Later, guys. <laughs>